Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And hope you guys had a nice holiday. Yes. When you're listening to this after Christmas and like Yule's still going on though. Yeah, and then yeah. before New Year's. So hopefully you're going to get out the rest of our December episodes before New Year's. Uh, we fell a little bit behind, but that was because... I got like massively congested. I wasn't like like sick sick with anything, but I was like congested where you could you could it it would be weird. And then the more I talked, the more I would gag because of the, you know, congestion. And then I'd probably be like, yeah, Blech. hold on, Isaac. Yeah, because you don't know how to suck up your boogers. Ew, your that's gross. Don't, don't, don't even say that. Don't <laughs> even say that. That makes me want to. No. That- Ew, don't even <laughs> Someone listening is probably like, oh my god. Yeah. Probably just turned off like additional listeners. They were like, nope, nope, this is not the podcast for me. <laughs> but this episode, we are, we're still in that kind of series where we're doing uh, episodes that we covered in the past and kind of revamping them and going into them a little bit more. This episode was requested by Mariah, who's also been on the podcast to tell her story. We helped her months ago. She's, you know, she's an avid uh, fan of the podcast and she listens regularly. And uh, one of the things that she kind of wanted us to recover was paranormal games. And so we're kind of lumping Ouija boards, the whole Randonautica app, kind of going over some other games and a little bit of ones that we kind of covered, but not really in the previous episode. So there is a part one to this. So if you go, it's pretty far back. Yeah. So you could go back and listen to it. It's pretty far back. So there's a part one to this, a so part one paranormal game. I won the 2020 or 2021 yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this a while now. I can't count how many episodes. Did you oh, count? it's over. It's like hitting close to 200 episodes. Mm. So yeah. going into 2023, because it's probably going to be talked about on this episode and next episode, just because it's it's on the horizon. We're kind of branching out because we covered a lot of topics that we've kind of are in the paranormal, the big topics in the paranormal. So um, 2023 is going to be a lot of investigating. So we'll have a lot of episodes kind of recapping what we caught and all that stuff. But then we're also going to have, we're hoping to branch out subjects more and not just do the typical like broad subjects, like squeeze them down even further down. That makes sense. Yeah. And we have some conversations we may have and we have, Consistently getting ideas for episodes. Yeah. So that in short supply. It's almost like we take a piece of a subject we talked about before and dissect that more in depth yeah. is what we, we are planning to do with some episodes. Um, and a few that we just randomly was talking came up with an idea for. Like maybe, uh, I forget what we were talking about the other day, uh, the influence of darkness and yeah. history with people. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I watched the, the movie itself was corny, but there were some points in there that seemed interesting and could go because i was trying to watch the pray for the devil movie because i'd watched bishop james long the one that's on tiktok and stuff like that and that helped in different exorcisms and stuff um he had said that was pretty much one of the most accurate films in terms of possession and so i was like you know what i want to watch it but you have to pay 20 dollars for it and i was not about to pay 20 dollars for it so i just settled for the smile movie and the reason why that movie is, yes, it's cheesy, it's corny, it's kind of like, eh, you know, but I've seen something that is a demon- demonic entity. I know you've heard us talk about it, where it looks like the Cheshire Cat. Yeah. 
And then it also was talking about, like, not, I'm not even giving away, this was all in the trailer, but, like, the influence of what the extent of a dark entity could do to a person. You know, obviously, possession is, like, the last, like, big thing that they could do, but, like, just how, because there was a saying that was told to me uh, a couple weeks ago, actually about how darkness can influence a person to come at after you like an actual person and I just keep re- like repeating that in my head and uh I kind of want to f- focus more on that like what can dark entities and demonic things actually lead a person to do and the influences, basically. which funny enough leads to another topic that we're supposed to like we're going to do in the future uh categorizing dark entities mm-hmm. uh, there's just more than just evil people and demons out there yeah. Uh, when it comes to the spiritual realm. So we are going to, in our best interest of what we've learned so far, uh, go through a list of dark entities that we've encountered, mm-hmm. but also that are out there in the world. Look forward to those future episodes. On to today. Uh, now we are going... Oh, now, well, now, now we're going to go talk about paranormal games that we found. Because apparently there's so many. Oh my gosh. There's like TikTokers that have like part 232 on TikTok just talking about paranormal games yeah and we just look it up we found some ones like that are just like why would you even try um well a lot of it too is like ritual based like it's just straight ritual like there's no there's no i mean you're using some of them you're using mirrors some of them you're using candlelight some of them using uh the power of three being able to like chant three times and a lot of it starts off as like sleepover games i'm noticing like oh you know because i mean i've I've even been, when I was a teenager, where it's like, oh, you want to try something scary a little on the edge? And No, I want to sit here and watch movies, you weirdo. <laughs> Talk a little bit about Ouija boards, because I feel like that does come up when, it's not really a paranormal game, but it's a tool that kind of is used at, like, sometimes at sleepovers. And I feel like in the paranormal community, there's so that's such a big divide as whether Ouija boards are bad or good. I have some personal encounters. I've never done a Ouija board, but I, my family apparently has a history with Ouija boards. You want to go first? Okay. So I guess I, you want to jump into Ouija boards? Uh, I'll save it for last. Okay. We'll do that for last. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, one game that kept popping up was one called Concentrate. And it basically is when like experts kind of like in the paranormal field and stuff like that kind of rationalized what this game was they believed that it was a form of hypnosis of course it says in multiple articles that this game is played sleepovers like you know that kind of thing and it's basically to find out how you're going to die so you have two people uh one person tells the person so basically you have one person doing the act and then one person that's supposed to find out how they're going to die so the person that is going to find out how they're going to die. They're sitting with their eyes closed. And the other person is walking around them, standing behind them and saying a chant. It is this big, long thing. And it's creepy. I didn't want to repeat it on here because I don't want to have to go through all that. But like, oh, yeah. And disclaimer, anybody listening, it is on your own discretion. We're not telling you to play these games. Don't. We're just telling you just in case you come across it. Do it your own caution. Yeah, so don't go playing, especially if you're under 18 and you're like, you know what, let me go play it, and then you have, like, something bad, so don't. But then call us, and we'll deal with whatever you conjured. (laughs) (laughs) So during the main chorus, you know, they go through all the verses. During the main chorus, you beat on the person's back with your fist, 
why you chant. During the verses, you perform the actions while you perform the actions. Like, that's weird. That autocorrected till in my notes to while you die. So that's creepy. But I'm then autocorrected to that. But it's supposed to say when the person's doing the verses, they're acting it out. So sometimes it'll say, like, you cross your hands and dun, 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 right? So the person would cross their hands as they're saying the verse. After the ver- after the final verse, you then push the person enough to move them forward, but enough, but not enough. So basically they can regain their balance. When they open their eyes, whatever color they see is how they're going to die. So if you see red, you're supposed to be stabbed, blue, drowned in water, yellow, poisoned, orange, death and fire, green, fall from a height. Purple, suffocate, brown, buried alive, gray, sick in the hospital. White is old age, which you're supposedly supposed to go to heaven. Black is old age, but you go to hell. So again, it's very, it's it's weird. It's like ritualistic. And a lot of these games are like you say a chant, you say a phrase, you say something, and it's either a mirror or a candle. And we know that mirrors are thought to be portals. So... And there's also some some research done with candles, too, as well. And then doors and stuff like that is, yeah, it's like you're creating. So that was concentrates. It's very simple. And then the next one that I thought was even creepier was a game that's actually was once an old pagan ritual. So again, here comes the ritual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was used as a punishment for anybody that disobeyed the gods. Or at least that's what was documented about this specific game. Apparently it dates back to August of 2010 um, that it started making its way around the internet and then people, because it technically is a creepypasta, but there was roots to this as a pagan ritual. So it has to be at least one person and you need a candle, one candle, a lighter or a book of matches, a piece of paper, any kind of writing instrument, a pen that is sterilized, a wooden door that is closed, and salt. Yeah, I would have given up with this long list of instructions already. <laughs> like, ah, well, that's too much. This one is a little bit weird because you're talking about a door, and then you're talking about actually writing, you'll see in a second, actually writing a name down, so that's even more ritualistic. And then, of course, you have to prick yourself and put your own blood there. So it's a blood, like your side. Not a sacrifice, but offering. That's what offering. you call blood magic. Yeah. Okay, so the so essentially you have to begin before midnight. You write your full name, first, middle, and last on a piece of paper with your writing instrument. Prick your finger with the pen, squeeze until a drop of blood appears, dot the blood on the paper, and allow it to soak in. You turn off every light in your home, and you place the paper with your name and blood on it, in front of a closed wooden door. You light the candle using the matches or lighter and you place it on top of the paper. So then you knock on the door 22 times. The final knock must occur precisely when the clock chimes 12. Open the door, then blow out the candle and close the door. Relight your candle immediately. So this is what supposedly is supposed to occur. Keeping your candle lit in hand and your salt and matches are lighter close by, you begin to move around the house. Uh, should your candle go out, you must relight it within the next 10 seconds. If you are successful, continuing to move around your house. Do not stop moving until 3.33 in the morning. So the witching hour. 
But again, you're Why is it 333? That's uh, like well, technically half evil. Uh, you know, well, I think, I think in the paranormal realm, if you believe in this, this part, is obviously three is a master number, mm-hmm. right? So if you notice in Bloody Mary, you got to say it three times. And it could be, and it's neutral, essentially. It could go from evil and dark. Things that we found just from investigating, normally there is three dark entities that will haunt a specific location to keep certain spirits trapped. Yeah, a master and two servants. Yeah. Yeah. So that essentially, I mean, makes sense. And even in the lighter side, like Christianity and Catholicism and stuff like that, you have the, the, the three. Yeah. So, and then the witching hour, three. So it makes sense. Um, if you're unsuccessful in relighting the candle, immediately surround yourself with a circle of salt. Remain inside the circle until 3.33. Okay, at 3.33, it is safe to stop moving or you can step outside your salt. You may also turn on the lights. The game is over. It can be played with more than one player. Um, but each player has to do the invitation individually. So the invitation basically is supposed to welcome an entity known as the Midnight Man inside your home. So you're inviting an entity inside your house. The goal is to avoid meeting the Midnight Man in the dark. You have to consistently move. Apparently accounts differ as far far as when players like actually did it and dealt with the Midnight Man. Apparently he will induce a hallucination of your worst fear until the end of the games. Uh, Others claim he can remove your organs one by one. Why even play it? You know what's weird? When I was like tuning into the game, like like reading it, because everybody knows that's been listening to the podcast for a while knows I start channeling, and it was giving me like an example of like what has to be done in my head, right? You know the god, the entity kind of looks. Well, I don't know if this is true. This is what I was getting when I was like reading about it, but it kept going to some entity that looked like Krumpus a little bit. It wasn't Krumpus. It was different, but it looked like him. So I don't know if that's true, if that's the lore, but it looked similar. And that's the only time, that's the only, out of all the games I did, that's the only one that I got like any kind of like vision, any kind of like channeling thing for. Mm. Yeah. It had hooves and it, like, it looked like Krumpus. Like, that's the best way I could describe it. Now there's some Scandinavian folklore surrounding that that I don't remember at the moment, but I feel like there's some part of it, like some kind of legend or story. But uh, anyway, before I try to go down that rabbit hole of my memories, <laughs> um, funny enough, I found three. Uh huh. Um, one I'll go, I'll go by shortness of it. One uh is very simple. Uh, anyone can do it, and there's no real danger around it, right? And it falls in the same category as tarot cards, as throwing bones, as uh, using a pendulum. So as, like, divina- like divination. There you go. And using your little rod things, stuff like that. Falls in the same category as that. Basically manifesting or asking your higher self a question and using a device in order to get an answer. But in this time, or this device that you use, you're actually using music. You're actually using your phone or CD player or anything like that plays music. And how you work, how you do it is essentially you have a question in your head or an answer to something you want to know. You think about it very hard. And then you put your playlist or your your music on shuffle. 
And the first song that comes up is what should be significant to the answer, uh, to answer to the subject that you're wanting to know. So mm-hmm. that's essentially it's called shuffling. Funny enough, or interesting. Shuffle. Yeah, yeah, because that's actually happened to me where I've, I guess I naturally do kind of that because of how I am with music and how it influences my channeling and stuff. Yeah. So. That's something anyone can really do. It doesn't take a lot of effort, otherwise, and there's no real danger around it. So I thought I'd give everybody a safe one to try. Now, where shit gets scary. The one I found was the Shadow Doll game. Oh, no. Which no. Which sounds scary on your own. When I read it, yeah. Freaking terrifying. Anyway, if you're afraid of dolls, do not play this game. Yeah. So essentially what you do is get a dark in a room, turn all the lights off, have a flashlight or a lamp or something that shines light at one direction in the room, right? shoot the light against the wall. Then you put a doll, any doll, but it has to have arms that move, right? In position of the light so its shadow, or at least only its arm of the shadow, is hitting the wall. And make something about setting this this doll on a plate of water, I think it was they said, so it kind of floats or moves, right? Oh, no, this just sounds... Oh, gosh. Right? And then you, you turn your back to the doll so you don't see it, but you're looking at the reflection of the shadow. So, and it works, like I said, like tarot cards, stuff like that. So you're using an object. And you ask the doll a certain question, right? If you see the doll's hand move, right, then it's responding. And then you have to make sure the doll can do an, uh, a motion saying, move for yes, don't move for no. All right? And then you can ask it questions, whatever you want, knowledge and stuff like that. So is so-and-so going to die, handshakes or something like that? So basically, you're using the doll as an object to speak to the spirits, so like a Ouija board in a sense, like that. Oh, so that's that's really like a Ouija board because that could go either way. Yeah, that could be harmless or that could be really bad. Now they say once you're done with the this the situation or whatever like that, you're supposed to um, throw the doll away or not oh, keep it. Oh no, no! <laughs> you're not supposed to keep it. They never said why, but you can make your assumption yeah. why not. Because if you got something trying to channel in there, ooh. Yeah. Ugh, no thanks. <laughs> Took like a third to throw it all and burn it. <laughs> uh. But the other one I found was, I don't know why I never thought of this before, just because it probably sounds sad, but the musical chairs alone game. So, oh, snap. Right? So the way you play this, essentially, and I don't suggest anyone play this, but anyway. Uh, you take one chair, obviously, uh, into a dark room. You get any music playing on any device, right? So your iPod, CD player, whatever you want. But the song you're supposed to play. Not the Tiny Tim one. Not the Tiny <laughs> Tim one, is it? Tiptoe No. No, thank you. No. You're supposed to play Tiptoe Through the Tulips as the song plays, right? Place the chair in the middle of the room. Hold a match in your hand, but don't light it. And this is supposed to be all dark while you're doing this, too. So, in a dark room playing Tiny Tim. So, you're already fucking one chair. Uh, So, so you play the music, right? And, where am I? Play the music to begin the game. And then walk around the chair six times. Now, three things could happen. One, if the music stops, like someone stops the music, right? You can light the match and sit down because you won the game. Right. Two, if the music keeps playing, 
you've invited something in your home that Disney doesn't really want to play. Right? God. It's all in the dark. So you walk around six times, the music's still playing, something else is there with you. Mm -hmm. Or three, if the chair falls over, leave the room, don't look at the chair, and never go in that room ever again. Yeah. yeah, no, it it would have it would have got me if I was at a party and someone were like, "Yes, let's do this," uh, but we got to play that Tiny Tim song. I would have been like, "No, you hate that song so much." Uh, no, I hate it. My sister used to sing it all the time because she's she's actually pretty good at singing. And she'd go like, "Tim, no, no, we're not." <laughs> I hear that song, and that's what makes me think of like, sir. I wonder if certain um songs have like a uh, like binding to something weird you know what i mean i don't know why specifically that song any song would essentially because do, you think but... frequency and all that stuff yeah. is important and if i don't like uh, i don't like that song it's giving me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it but i guess i could kind of go into the next kind of thing because it's also one that's massively talked about whenever you think of paranormal games and that is obviously bloody mary and we've never really I think we went over it in the first game, but we we did our first Paranormal Games episode, but we didn't really talk about our opinion on it or anything like that. So Bloody Mary, I've never played it, uh, never will, because like a lot of these games, I feel like it is, there may not be any Bloody Mary, but I think the ritual and what you have to go in there and do, I think obviously, especially in a mirror, it's dark. You know, of course, there always that. Old saying, and so far it's becoming somewhat true, that uh, mirrors or portals, um, yeah. or at least can hold entities within to almost like a portal. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually looked up the actual, like, rules, I guess, of how... Who doesn't know the rules? I know, but I'm just... So apparently, because I think there might be a couple of different variations, but the one that I found was you go into the bathroom... Go in the mirror when it's your turn and turn off the light. Not go into the mirror, but go up to the mirror. <laughs> Close the door behind you so it's completely dark. Place a candle on the sink in front of the mirror and light it. Keep your eyes open and when you're saying it, speak slowly and clearly. Then you wait for her. Spin around in a circle three times if Mary doesn't appear. appear. Stop and look in the mirror. Blow out the candle and leave to end the game. So, again, you're saying you're doing... Again, three is very present. Uh, spinning in a circle is also kind of uh, like ritualist. I mean, ritualistic kind of thing. And then using the candle in the mirror. So it may not be that you're per se, there's, a, there's Bloody Mary, but it could be an entity that you're allowing to channel through. And I think with a lot of these games, that is the thing is that you're basically... It's like a 50-50 chance that nothing can happen, but then a 50% chance that something could channel through because you're inviting it. And especially, but, um, so a lot of these, uh, games use a lot of, uh, you know, ritualistic things in terms of chanting and everything like that. Um, but those are some of the games, like I said, it is endless. You have the elevator game, which we talked a little bit about in Paranormal Games Part 1, which that one's creepy, but... We um, also wanted to talk about on this episode the Randonautica app again and Ouija boards because I feel like they're kind of in the same category because it's still one of those things where you're kind of like, 
let's live on the edge. Let's go test this out. With Randonautica, uh, I think we talked a little bit in the first episode about like what it is and how it's used and stuff like that. But we are actually, because in the first episode I said, hell no, I'm not doing it because I don't know the intent and all that stuff. But we are actually going to test out the Randonautica app ourselves one of these days coming up. One of these days. We're going to test it out and see if it's really, you know, all the hype. But so. Technically, we tried using it way back when. Uh, with Mike, I believe. We were trying to mm-hmm. find the portal. Mm-hmm. And it did, right? Kind of. Kind of. It kind of led to the. It led to a store that was like, I don't know, across the street. Yeah. I was like, I don't think there's anything there, but we don't know. Yeah. No. And that's what we're going to kind of test is we're not going to do anything kind of like creepy. Like. Um, and there's some some speculation as to what the Rainonautic app is. It, some people, you know, disclose it as completely har- harmless. Some people think think it was actually <clears throat> brought together by a serial killer. That was one, uh, like concept of it. And he leads you to where he finds bodies or where he buries bodies. But at the same time, it's kind of like okay, so all fifty states he's, he's been to, and you know. Not everybody finds bodies as well. Um, and then the other thing was that it was a human trafficking app. And that's why some people are led to like stalkers or bodies or stuff like that. But uh and and it's kinda like fifty fifty on people again, it's like the Ouija board or like any of these games where they go, they do the randonautic app. It's it's okay, that that was kinda weird because I actually had Ghost Tube on just now. Um, because I felt something kind of like approaching, so I turned ghost tube on, and it said false when I was saying it's a fifty-fifty chance, something good and something bad. So, mm. so, um, and I had the volume off, but apparently it turned on. So, yeah. So I feel like it's a fifty-fifty chance. It's harmless, and then sometimes it's bad. Like you, you look on TikTok, and there's some people that have found ha- dead bodies. Found dead bodies. Have found like weird boxes filled with not so great stuff there was a one that and this was really big in like what 2020 like around the pandemic time like before yeah and one of the things that made me like oh no i'm not gonna try it was it was a group of teens like well not teens they could have been young adults like 18 19 20 at that age uh they wanted to do it they were all hanging out and they were like let's try this randonautica app let's let's test it so they tested it and one girl they did something harmless like uh like a haunted place or something like that and um instead they ended up going down this long it was like a two-hour thing where they kept running into weird people i know there was one girl like she did a randonautica she filmed it and she you know wanted to find a white cat ended up finding the white cat so i think what what we're gonna do is we're gonna try because i've been getting for like weeks to maybe test out the randonautica app and see if maybe they it could lead us to a haunted location that nobody knows about so um we might actually videotape not videotape but record it's so live live why would we do it yeah i don't think recording but i know we could probably do a live of it. yeah do a little live on tiktok of us doing it because you know we would know if, if there's entities at a place so and it's not creepy enough like It'd be interesting if they send us to some place that's not necessarily not necessarily haunted from the outside, but and it'd be also be funny if they send us somewhere extremely obvious. 
like uh, the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just curious. Uh, I actually wanted to do it tonight and then have you could say whether or not it worked on the it's episode. It's cold outside. But it's cold and I don't know if it was an impulse thing, if it would be good to do it. But so I guess with the Randonautica app, um, some some investigators use it just to test it out. Obviously, it's in, it's a little bit intriguing because, you know, it could lead you someplace. And and, and I guess my theory on everything um, is that manifesting where you want, right? Manifest destiny and all that stuff, yeah. right? Seeing where you want to do what you want it is almost like uh, the app randomizes, but you, you as a person, right, can manifest the destiny that you want to go to. Hence, their app will shoot you a location that it sees best for you to go. That was a whole premise of it. But no one knew exactly how well or at least how, I don't know, how close to the answer you're looking for it gets. Like I said, like tarot cards, like throwing bones, like any other form, using your higher self and your ability to manifest in order to get an answer. It's just another tool of connecting to the ether, you would say. Well, speaking of which, uh, Ouija boards, mm-hmm. right? We've, I've never had experience it. Because I've never been in a room with anyone to, able to I play have, it. yeah. But you have. So I have. Uh, it actually, funny enough, happened at school. I was in a math class. And I think I may have told this incident in the first Paranormal Games. But I'll tell it again, just in case. I was sitting in the back of the room. And this kid did a makeshift Ouija board. And this was a time where, like, I had my abilities. I was definitely seeing things. But it wasn't full force. And so we were in this math class and this kid brought this like makeshift, like he literally drew um, everything you would see on a Ouija board on a piece of notebook paper. And all of a sudden, all these kids went storming and they were like, oh my gosh, I want to see what you're doing. So they all started to play it and it sure enough was moving. You know, this, this kid wasn't making it move, it was moving on its own. And it spelled out a specific name. Now, now that I know, like, from all that I know in terms of demonic names, this was never, I don't think this was an an actual demonic name. Like, that's in, like, a demonology book or that's talked about. But it did send chills down my spine. Like, it it was very, I don't like the name at all. What was the name, everyone asks? So, I think, it's not demonic, but it's, it's Zeke, right? Yeah. It kept saying Zeke. It, it, like, I felt like a desire, like a need, like, I want to play it. And I was like, no, this isn't right. I don't like this feeling. I remember what my mom had said about our family line with Ouija boards and, like, not doing them. So I, cause she did it and she had an issue that happened. And, um, so I was just like, no, I'm just going to stay here. And I put my music on full blast in my headphones because it was kind of just like a down period. And, Still, I could hear everything and, and, and like, them talking about apparently uh, from the Ouija board, the guy killed his wife. He wasn't remorseful. He's stuck here. Like, it was very, like, typical, like, creepy Ouija board stuff. So, yeah. So, that was kind of my experience. And it was just an awful, awful feeling the rest of the day. They didn't close it. So, I don't know if that person that was playing it ever had any kind of dark attachments but they never closed it and the teacher never said anything like i'm just like you're just gonna let these kids like just straight up do a ouija board in class like (laughs) but my mom she had a more terrifying experience she had um her friends were here 
and they were, you know, sleepover kind of situation. My mom was like a goth kid in the 80s and 90s. And so she, you know, was into like the not dark stuff, but like she was intrigued by like stuff like that. Like, you know, you know, specific movies were coming out that like kind of highlighted this as being cool. So her and her friends were like, you know what, let's do it. And they in this room in particular, because my grandma's had this house since 78. So it's it's a long I grew up in this house. My mom grew up in this house and uh, they were playing it in the room that we're doing the podcast. It And the same exact cross that flipped upside down when they were playing it is still in this room. So, bum, bum, bum. you know, it's not upside down now. So, yeah. but basically they were playing it. She did get a, a demonic name did come through. And when it did, the cross flipped upside down and uh, apparently at first they never closed it and then they had to go back and close it but my grandma ended up having to get a priest to bless the house and this house has probably been blessed more times over than we can count yeah not just by priests by you mm-hmm. with using spells and stuff like that not and spells it... but like well yeah i guess protection <laughs> stuff yeah <laughs> you're doing witchy stuff all right yeah. yeah but like on the lighter side not yeah. anything dark anyway um but we use protection as house and alone. And I mean, we still get visitors yeah, on a regular basis. But yeah. this mostly is what we're doing on the outside. I think that, but also this whole area, this whole neighborhood, because the apartments that are adjacent to us, they, a uh, paranormal team that's local told us that they had to take multiple haunted objects out of there. Your hand always charges when it's by there. I still say there's some sort of portal in the neighborhood. My mom does know that there was, like, a really bad, like, dark witchcraft that was done in the woods that is now houses now in the subdivision. So, there's a lot of, like, weird weirdness in this subdivision, so. Yeah. But I think, I know I said about this last time, and I always tell everyone that we said never to play Ouija boards, which we still technically on that stance. And let me reiterate it better, Mm -hmm. or at least better explain. Um. It's not the it's a Ouija board itself. It's just a piece of wood with writing on it. Now you can make your own Ouija board at anything. Not the object itself. It's the act of what you're doing. You're trying to communicate with the other side. Sometimes yet what's on the other side is not always nice, right? That's like anything. Even when you paranormal investigate, technically you're kind of toying with that. Yes. So what I say in that situation is, if you're not knowledgeable about what you're doing or have any clue of how to close it. Or have any protection around you or yourself, don't do it. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. It's easier not to deal with what might come through. Now, yeah. you're gambling with the idea that you might talk to a spirit that you want to talk to. Or you might get a dark entity that's pretending to be the spirit you want to talk to just so you allow it to come in. If, you know, if, such if I was a demon. But the way the demons think of this, it's like that Ouija boards are probably the best place to go to to get contact with humans because they are actively inviting you in to communicate. So that's why it's a dangerous object and stuff like that to use. Now, the paranormal investigators who are well seasoned, who know how to close it, who know what who know what they're dealing with and have protection, yeah, they probably should be able to do it. We, I still say, yeah, but then again, we don't really need it because of your psychic abilities and stuff like that. But if we if we were to be in a room with somebody we board now with our abilities that we have now, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I also would be on guard the entire time. I think the same thing. Um, the I think wasn't it Carl Johnson at the very like one of our first ever yeah. 
episodes said that he doesn't believe that the board itself is bad but like when you start conjuring things up like in any of these games and there is a quote uh i'm not gonna because it's a little bit a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen that smile movie but they do talk about a little fraction about like how powerful your mind is and it it has a pretty decent reference to dark entities in the mind and and there's certain people that are more adequate at like manifesting and and bringing things to themselves so two if you have a dark attachment too i think that's another influence when you're doing the ouija board for it to be like take advantage of oh okay now you're inviting me to talk to you you know yeah so um you just gotta be careful because like i said there is good and bad and sometimes the bad just and and that's the thing i think people don't understand too is the bad when it's truly the bad uh, when it's truly the dark, I shouldn't say bad, but dark, they don't have any mercy for you. I think some people think that, oh, well, the darkness can be saved and stuff like that. No. A lot of these things that are dark, they don't give a crap what they do to you. Um, And that's why I think we want to talk about in another episode just what the influence is for dark things. Because a lot of people tend to say, you know, that dark things, they're just misunderstood. And then what? No, that's not. Having someone flip upside down and walk up a wall is not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or wrecking somebody's life that they just are so drowned in depression and stuff. And, of course, you know, there is, like, human things that occur that don't, um, are, aren't, that aren't the influence of a paranormal entity. But, so, I think with Ouija boards, you just have to be careful because sometimes when you let that dark stuff in... It doesn't have any mercy on you, and in, in, in a sense, it's safer not to than do to. Um, <laughs> do to do do to uh, use uh, the Ouija board and stuff like that. But like I said, if you if you do it right, have protection and stuff like that. They were asking Isaac, "What kind of protection should I use?" We have a whole episode on that on protection objects and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you go back and find somewhere in our catalog. Yeah, and you can take what resonates with you because everybody's different what they use for protection. Like, funny enough, I use a lot of salt. Uh, for whatever reason, salt has always, uh, like protection salts and stuff like that has always, uh, called out to me from the very beginning. So I use that a lot of the times to, you know, protect myself. And, and I always told you if we marketed your salt, we make a fortune. Nah. <laughs> I've gotten pretty good at like the protection salts and stuff like that. That wraps up. Yeah, I think so. Or is it rambling now? Yeah. yeah. Next week. Or next, next week. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Friday. Friday. So we are releasing an episode Friday and it is, but we are going to be cover another, another Dolores Cannon episode and it's part two and it's specifically going over a specific part of what Dolores Cannon was talking about, more of the volunteers and the, the waves that she was talking about. Um, and that was actually requested by Charles. He is a listener of us. So if you're listening to this, hey, how you doing? Um, shout out to you. Yeah. So he wanted that. He wanted us to cover more on that because I believe he enjoys like stuff about Dolores Cannon and stuff. So and I thought that was kind of a a pretty neutral ground to end the year on. Not anything like super scary or weird or dark. It's it's very neutral. More of like mind melding stuff. So yeah, yeah. So that'll end us for twenty twenty two. Yeah, and then twenty twenty three. We're also going to hopefully bring in more encounter stuff. I know you guys like it and 
we've kind of haven't been doing it so often. Um, but bringing in more encounter stories and also going to have a, I think I talked about it in the last podcast episode, but, um, I am going to be doing like a side podcast that is like coinciding with this one, but it's strictly on abilities and paranormal investigating with abilities. Yeah. So look forward to that, but also we're also going to have more, um, more guests, mm-hmm. uh, bring people on, uh, talk about a few more People we've helped out, uh, yeah. so we had some more testimonial episodes of them talking about how we helped them. Try to get on more episodes you can hear our voices in other places just here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we try to branch out to other podcasts and um, make more associates, I guess, with yeah. the whole podcast world. Yeah, and yeah. paranormal community and stuff like that. Yeah. So. so look forward to more bonus episodes. But as always, uh, you catch our social medias at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shaw Six on Twitter. We're hitting the podcast too on TikTok. Or links to all social media and always listen to us at hiddenshadowspodcast.com, which you can also email us at um, from the website, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if any questions and queries or stories you want us to tell. Um, also, I'm going to do this. This is very impromptu, but it, I'm being told to kind of like do it. So there's been a specific name of a person that has been apparently that needs help that is scared to ask for help. Um, not scared, but like doesn't know if they need to or doesn't know if I don't know if it's the person that is supposed to be reaching out or if it's the person that is needing the help. But if your name is Emily and you are in need of like paranormal assistance and you're kind of like on the fence about reaching out or if you have a friend named Emily that is needing help, uh, reach out because... Yeah, I've been oh. getting that name ridiculously amounts. I've had dreams about it and stuff like that. So I wouldn't get a flood of random people. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I I know an Emily. She needs help. She's weird. <laughs> she crashed the Christmas party, and, and it might be something influencing her. But um, but on a serious note, uh, I think that needed to be said. Which also, if you want to uh, send us inquiries for help with paranormal stuff, we more likely send it to Hit Shadows on Instagram. We check that the most. Um. But also our paranormal team, yeah. Shadow Walker Paranormal on Instagram. You can uh, send messages there as well. Yeah. And um, 2023 is going to be a bigger year for Shadow Walker. We're going to go to more places. We're going to start branching out, hopefully. Um, and then hopefully during 2023, we go back to Texas and... Finally. Finally. Ranch, yeah. Go to the infamous ranch. Yeah. Yeah. And some other places, apparently. I know I have been teasing. For like two years, right? Everyone who's listened for the first early episodes about us going. But uh pandemic happened, and then I switched jobs, and now... Finally got some vacation time. Finally got some vacation time that we actually can go yeah. uh next year. So, that's going to be something. And I guarantee um it's going to be intense, because the ranch has been empty for a while. So, a lot of time for spirits to do whatever they want. Yeah. And also, leading with that, too, if anybody in the San Antonio area, whether you're a fan of the show or you're a paranormal team and want to, like, meet up and talk and, I don't know, investigate somewhere or something like that, uh, hit us up. So, it'll probably be, what, late spring, early summer that we go? Something yeah. like that. So, just normally when we go. So, um, we'll make a post. So, just in case if there's anybody that is needing help or wanting help in that area even yeah dang 
if you need any help in that area, we could even help then. So, yeah. So all those things more <laughs> yeah. coming next year. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Well, as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes.